0: we're back. Thank you for joining me. If you if you know me, you know I love metal and that's why I'm doing this. This is my new heavy metal current event show. Fraction of forever. Um, you've used to hear me doing the heavy metal minute on Fantastic Forum if you listen to Fantastic Forum. If you don't, you should listen to it. It's great comic book and pop culture talk and there's just not enough time in that show to do heavy metal, so I have to produce more shit and here we are Um, right now we're getting into politics you know this whole COVID-19 and election year everybody is ultra political everybody is starting to to make their views known some for better and some for worse Um, Knocked Loose, Knocked Loose is a uh, one of these up-and-coming hardcore bands and they got some nice publicity last year when Bernie Sanders was out on the campaign trail trying to get the nomination and in, during one of his speeches he's standing in front of a knock loose uh billboard, which is, you know, kinda cool for knocked loose. You know, they're getting that exposure if people actually even pay attention to it. But either way, for the fans it's great. Yeah. You know? Um and now they're uh they're actually endorsing a candidate for uh, Kentucky for the senator senator of Kentucky. They're they're trying to unseat Mitch McConnell. Um, they're a metalcore band from Kentucky, of course, so that's why they're invested in this. Um, but they're basically saying uh, that because there is a uh, a close race. Uh, on the Democratic side for Senate between Amy McGrath and Progressive Charles Booker, um, that they, they have endorsed Char- uh, Charles Booker. That they, they say, uh, Knock Loose officially endorsed Charles Booker. They wrote in a post saying, "Charles Booker has proven to be a fearless leader who will fight for and alongside Kentucky. We believe." That living a healthy happy life without fear shouldn't be reserved for the rich only Charles Booker can defeat Mitch McConnell and make the changes necessary to create a truly inclusive future so you know that is, they that they came out and actually endorsed somebody I, I don't know that a metal band has ever <laughs> done that um I'm sure you know Raging Against the Machine has come out but never a band as a whole that I know of I know Bands have expressed that they don't want to be associated with a particular candidate. I mean, recently, um, Tom Petty's uh, estate, because, you know, RIP Tom Petty, basically said, mm, we're going to send a cease and desist to Trump because we don't want him playing I will Back Down. And, uh, and Tom Petty actually met with President Obama when he was live. Tom Petty, that is President Obama is alive and well, um, and he said, uh, "Yeah." Well, we talked about music and stuff, and oh, President Obama actually used I won't back down as well, and Tom Petty was okay with it. So that's about as close as you get as an uh, of an endorsement with uh, Tom Petty. But now we got Knocked Loose uh, saying to vote for for Charles Booker. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe Knocked Loose has some influence. Maybe they're kingmakers. You know, <laughs> but uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. I know in politics too, uh, there's some people mad at Tom Morello for making his politics known and there were uh, some guy on Twitter was like, you know, uh, I don't want Tom Morello like I used to like Rage Against the Machine until Tom Morello showed his politics, now I can't listen to them. You know, with the whole Black Lives Matter things, and even the COVID-19 handling, everybody's a little critical. And, you know, Tom Morello actually replied to this dude saying, have you never heard a Rage Against the Machine music? Like, my politics are known there. <laughs> you know, he's a writer of the music and, and performer of the music. And Zach does lyrics, but they, it's a collaborative effort. So he, he's made his politics known for about 30 years. But that guy didn't get the memo. Um, another guy, <laughs> it was funny, he said to Tom Morello, he goes something along the lines of, like, ah, great, another celebrity voc- vocalizing his opinions, Tom Morello, like, another celebrity with no degree or anything, and, uh, Tom Morello basically replied saying, you know, you don't need to graduate Harvard with honors in political science to know that she's being handled wrong. But I actually happen to have graduated Harvard with honors in political science. So maybe I can comment on this. But yeah, that's one of the more humorous uh, takes on politics. I know they talked to um, Black Sabbath recently released a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. An official Black Black Sabbath shirt with Black Lives Matter on the front in the font of the Master of Reality album and uh, the proceeds go to different charities involving Black Lives Matter. And uh, somebody was like, on Twitter, like, ah, Black Sabbath is being political. Fuck. Why do bands have to be political? Like, I don't get, like, why they can't just leave their politics alone. And Black Sabbath replied, like, clearly, you haven't heard War Pigs. Like, War Pigs is the quintessential Vietnam, well, war altogether, but protest song. So, a lot of these metal bands are, are expressing their political views and, you know, they've kind of been doing it for a long time. <laughs> and if you don't get that, then are you really listening to their music? Or are you just bobbing your head to seem cool or interesting? I don't know. That's a question for you guys to answer. I don't know. I, what do I know? I just listen to the music and I think how I think. And, you know, and I talk into this microphone um let's see what else is here on the stock here oh lamb of god you know lamb of god just released their new album i don't have the name of it off the top of my head i think it's a self-titled thing let me check here in the itunes uh search yeah lamb of god lamb of god 2020 it is a self-titled album I've heard it. It is actually pretty good. They released it last Friday. Um, I have talked about Checkmate in the past on Heavy Metal Minute. Um, But they actually they released the album on Friday and on Saturday they dropped a quarantined at home performance of a couple songs. They played Checkmate, Laid to Rest which is a classic. Checkmate's off the new album and then New Colossal Hate. New Colossal Hate is one of the, they're, they're both Checkmate and New Colossal Hate were the singles that they were releasing in promotion anticipation of this album, so they played those two and then they played the classic. So it's like a mini concert from their house. And I've been watching a lot of these uh, from the house performances, And I've had like, I don't even want to say mixed feelings, I enjoy all of them, because they all add something to it. I mean, of course, Cattle kind of Capitation did uh, um, that song for, man, I don't even know the, the name, but it, it you know, the, the album released right before, uh, the name had something to do with, like, Pandemic or something, it might have been called Pandemic for all I know, I can't remember off the top of my head, I'm on, I'm, uh, I'm put on the spot here, I put myself on the spot, but the video was great, because it's about, you know, they're promoting the fact that, you know, for now you should stay the fuck home because <laughs> we don't know what this thing is. And, you know, this was back in March. And um, so that was great. The video was interesting. Maybe they'll make a new video um, once this is over and, you know, production starts on certain things and they can actually go out and, and tour. Um, but Lamb of God did theirs. And then. <sighs> So, it was great. I mean, I watched it. It's, the whole thing is 12 minutes, so you get a mini-concert for Lamb of God uh, for 12 minutes, and... I just hate how easy they make these performances look. Like, I'm not even talking about like, oh, they make it look good that they're separated, they're each in their respective home and then they perform it, and then all the editing, you know, like, like, that's a whole feat in and of itself not and in and of itself, in and of itself. And it's like, these guys, like you know, I've seen Lime of God lives, I've seen Black Dolly murder lives. I've seen fucking cattle decapitation lives. You know, there, there's a certain bravado and performance aspect to music where the, the posturing and standing and playing with the music and, and getting the crowd riled up. But when they're doing these shows from home, they're just sitting in their living room and they're like you know a song like Laid to Rest which is a staple of a live concert the Lamb of God like once that shit kicks in the band start like going nuts like the band is jumping the fans are jumping and you know Randy Blythe is moving and giving that look to the face to the to the crowd and in in this state whole video he's not even there <laughs> like it's just the band going and the camera switches from each You know, because at first there's the lead and rhythm guitars going and then the drums come in and it's like that build up, that crescendo and then Randy Blythe comes in, you know, about a minute in or so and then it just... That shit had me jumping right here in the barber shop. I was jumping to the rhythm like if I was live and it's like but they're just sitting there or standing there performing, you know, their respective part of the um, performance of the phone and it's like I'm just thinking like these motherfuckers like they are so good at playing their instruments to perform their songs that when you're seeing them live they're jumping around and moving around and they're not missing a beat. And you know, I know some people have theories that people lip sync and there's a track, background track playing and for for some things I I can see that being the case. But for the most part a lot of the metal shows I've seen have been pretty straightforward live performances which is a lot more than I can say about a lot of these pop and, you know, uh, I've seen, you know, pop performances at different promotional events and, and, you know, bigger acts can afford bigger, um, stuff. What's up, man? Oh, (laughs) hey, cool, go for it. Am I still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording, all right. So yeah, so I've you know, i seen a lot of these pop performances and, and you know, some of them are a little lip synced, you know, a little, uh, you know. So, some more than others, of course. I mean, certain songs, especially when you have a dancer, it's hard to But these guys at home are just killing it. And you know, one of the ones I saw was this festival for Music Cares and Global Giving, uh, Metal Injection, put it on. And that one was actually weird because it was one of these art and music festivals. So you get these like, art pieces and like not art pieces but edited artistic representations from artists and one guy tells you how he painted this and shows you something stuff he's working on it. Look, again it's a creative way to give you that festival um, experience but from home but Lamb of God this little quarantined at home set that they did in promotion of their new album, Lamb of Gods, the title, 2020, um, is one that you should see, even if you don't like metal. I mean, if you're listening to this, chances are you like metal, but if you're not, if you don't, thank you for listening anyway. Um, but yeah, check that out. I don't even know what the link is. I mean, I saw it on Metal Injection, and I just hit play there, but I'm sure it's Lamb of Gods. YouTube channel, I'm sure everybody copied and pasted it too, so you could probably have more people to do it, um, but yeah, and then there's, uh, there's some Me Too, uh, things going on, uh, the dude Chris, Chris Bosniak from Attila, um, he was in the news last week because, you know, talking about staying at home and, and getting creative with performance, he created a, a OnlyFans account where he charges ten bucks a month to watch him fuck. And from what I could tell, he fucked two different girls so far. And uh, yeah, like you get to pay, you pay to see him fuck. So um, <clears throat> it, it's it's weird, but he's always been known to be kind of this entrepreneurial guy. Like he started like a jean line or something, or but it's like high-end jeans, like four thousand a gene, a pair of jeans or something. You know, shit like that He got creative with selling stuff And now he's selling the only product he has That he doesn't have to lose inventory from using it, and Which is his cock And fucking chicks And the performance of fucking chicks So with that being in the news uh, Stuff came out where he's like These underage girls are saying He was, uh Statutory raping them and grooming them from a younger age, getting them drunk and having sexual activity with them. And, and the whole shit's, uh, I mean, the shit sucks. If he's actually doing that from the screenshots I saw. Like, he was really thirsty about getting this 16 year old girl into the bus. Um, he sent, they say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve messages without a response. And, even in my most hard-up, virgin chump days, I didn't. Oh, well, those days we didn't have text messaging. But still, like I called the chick three times. She didn't return my call. That's it. Move on. Figure it out. We go beat off, and then go find somebody else. But he's over here sending 12 messages. Um, it says uh, she she said on, on Twitter, and according to Loudwire, Froznac responded. Via video message to her tweets, he claims that he was just being very hospitable And uh, that he always hands out drinks, but never forces anybody to drink them He claims that they did not hook up the first time they met, which she says she did She told him, um, she did lie about her age when they first hooked up But after she told him she lied about her age, his response was like she says it was really offsetting, and I'm upset about, about myself for knowing that and still hanging out with her. But um, well that's what he says about her lying about her age. But so he goes, but we had a good time that night. And once again, nobody was blackout drunk. We hooked up, and that was that. Which, his response to that is a little weird, because... It's still, like, a statutory rape thing. So, like, talking about it in that nonchalant way is a little strange to me. You know, I wasn't there. I don't know. I know they say, believe women. Like, that's the thing to do. Um, I'm more, personally, I'm a, a, quote, unquote, white cis male. I say white, quote, unquote, because I just look white. I'm I'm Hispanic. Half Salvadorian, half Mexican. But I look white. I'm passing. So I get those benefits and very few detriments here and there Um, and you know I say investigate but you know there's statutes uh, statutes of limitations and things like that so who knows if anything could ever come of it but who knows I mean his response is a little weird to me from an investigative standpoint so we'll see how this plays out Um, it sucks for the 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 girls involved, I mean, they look up to these dudes and, and dudes have a little position of power even though they're just musicians, but there's that allure and they get lost in it and, you know, part of me says, yeah, look, it's a dude's responsibility to not, you know, go into that. It's like, hey, hey, you know what? It's okay, I'm a pack. you know, because you don't want to get caught up in these things, but, you know. I do know that dudes tend to think with their dicks, and that gets them in a lot of trouble. So, that's Chris Wozniak being accused of sexual assault and grooming an underage girl. Um, another dude was a dude from Home Record. Um, the band Home Record was actually dropped from their record label after multiple sexual misconduct allegations with minors. Um, it says uh, here it started Saturday morning, June twenty-first. The Twitter user going by Riley shared an account of Barnum, the head dude from Homewrecker, uh, attempting to seduce her when she was sixteen years old. He was twenty-four at the time, um, and after she went public, multiple other women shared similar stories. So that that's even worse because got a. They actually created a Instagram account. So this guy was a multiple predator type guy. Uh, Allegedly, um, the the Instagram account sharing these different things, these stories and and um, experiences, is uh, at surviving Matt Barnum on Instagram. Uh, it says here he's accused of grooming these girls, manipulating them, having them send nude photos while underage, and in some cases, rape. So the um, well, here's a long statement from. The uh, the record label, but it says here there's something I've been. Oh, here it is. It says it, it has come to our attention that multiple women have accused Matt Barnum of Homewrecker of sexual misconduct while underage over the last number of years. Good Fight Music is no longer associated with Homewrecker effective immediately. We will never tolerate, condone, or stay silent about sexual aggression on our roster, especially towards minors. Believe me that's the record label account and their prerogative to employ somebody that brings that kind of attention you don't want that kind of attention so i understand them um again this according like i'm seeing this surviving matt barnum instagram account and there's a lot of posts so yeah i mean if there is ever an active investigation or, or something like you know, it's one of those things like we got to find the truth and you know, believe women is the easy way to do it. But there's been cases. I mean, we heard that with decapitated, how she said they kidnapped her and gang raped her. And again, I don't know that they didn't, but according to the judge, they didn't because you know, there was different evidence. And you know, these days with the justice system, I mean, knows (laughs) knows <laughs> who, kn- who really knows I'm not even gonna like say oh oh they were acquitted they they were, they were exonerated like as much as I like decapitated that's still like who knows you know but it's not a bunch of people starting an Instagram account about the guy decapitated either so I uh, will I'll keep a close eye on this and give you some update um, What I can say as a male <laughs> with not much experience in this Area is, you know, if you feel that somebody is trying to take advantage of you or hurt you, tell somebody. Like I heard from one of these uh true crime podcasts, it's like, you know, call your dad, just call your dad and, and ask them you know, um, and then take it from there. I mean, any self respecting dude that has a daughter and sees something like that happen, like, don't be afraid to talk to your parents or talk to your brothers or, or your sisters. Same time only hurts you, and uh, these things sometimes need to come to light so that we can get rid of them and can not have these horrific influences in our society um, hurting each other. Because that's all we are—we're just bunch of humans hurting each other. It, it it sucks, and it actually, you know, being a, a heavy metal podcast enthusiast. Yeah, we're talking about you know one of my favorite songs is like Hammer Smash Face. And it's like, yeah, these violence It's like, really, we don't want none of that. We want everybody to just have a good time, you know. Um, let's see what else is here in the news. We got, oh yeah, look, this is a big one here. Live Nation, Live Nation's fucking. Up. Throughout this whole quarantine, Live Nation has, they have made it so that people can't get their refunds because concerts have been postponed and canceled and they switched it up Uh, right now there's the latest thing they did they um, they're giving artists smaller guarantees up front as a whole Uh, they furloughed a bunch of their employees for one they're trying to find money where there isn't now uh, this happens. We're seeing a lot of this happen in big business where uh, a conglomerate or a, a multinational company or venture capitalist group invests in a huge company and then they start changing. And one of the things that they did was they're, you know, the Saudis. I forget who it is, but I'm not even going to like butcher the name. Like, it'd be funny if I say like Sheikh Amir Amash or something but that's not the name and it's frankly it's kind of racist if I just say it like that and say so shit and try to laugh about it so I'm not going to do it even though I just did it but um, this dude bought in and then ever since then their policies have been it's a revolving door of policy changes for, for Live Nation and in this case they say if a show is canceled the band only gets 25% of their guarantee now it's it, can handle for low sales, if that's it. But, you know, people are, this is, this memo that they issued is scary because this is moving forward. This isn't dealing with the shutdowns due to COVID-19. This is the moving forward. This is like if people are actually afraid to go to concerts because they don't want to contract a potentially deadly disease you know um, so that they're like okay we're gonna do business with artists but you know you might not get paid if for a certain example for a certain for a particular reasons people don't want to go to these venues um, another weird one in this memo is that if the artist cancels the artist has to pay the promoter twice the artist fee and that that actually sucks because if the band can't do it um they they have to pay out of pocket which is you know they're they i am sure they had something in the works in the past but now they're changing it. The, the, the saudi venture capitalist investor guys want their fucking money and they're like oh shit we just bought in uh we bought into this company, and now our money is drying up. <laughs> um, we're seeing a lot of these weird decisions across the board with different companies all around. Um, you know, this isn't the show for this, but you know, on Fantastic Four, I mentioned AT&T buying Warner Media. Like, they're doing all these crazy decisions, whether it's releasing comic books on different, um, you know, on a different date to generate buzz, uh, creating a whole different distribution platform. Um, just to make sure they get it while people can't go to comic shops they can get comic books out to comic shops that may or may not be open or may not have survived you know it's weird thinking Um, the Snyder Cut on HBO max is another one they're talking about the air cut there's no other news there's actually newer stuff that as of the recording of this um, it's more weird shit from that which is back to my point of these weird companies um, oh I forgot the shameless plug If you want to hear those things about HBO And, and the Snyder Cut and all those That I just alluded to um, Listen to Fantastic Four Wednesday nights On Podbean. Subscribe on Podbean. Shameless plug um, But Yeah they, they, These companies are they're, they're desperate They don't know what to do To generate money <laughs> like, Cause nobody's going to concerts There's no concerts But they're over here They just invested like 500 million Into Live Nation and they're stuck with their hands under their balls like oh where's my money like you know they they probably thought they're going to rake it in i mean there's a lot of concerts i mean just myself i had i want to say about 600 dollars worth of concert tickets just in the first half of 2020 a lot of these were postponed and canceled i didn't request a refund i mean yeah i don't want to brag about my money but i honestly i want the artist to have it because they're not making any money during the shutdown, and they might not for the next couple years. I at least was able to go to work after six months, you know, and I got some pandemic assistance, you know, here and there. And I, You know, I'm in a better place. I, I've been in a fortunate spot compared to a lot of people, and if I can help when I can, I, I try to. And one of the ways I can help artists while I can't buy merch, I can at least not ask them for a refund, especially after this fucking Live Nation bullshit policy they're talking about, you know? Um, along with being mad is uh, me being mad about it, but is Gary Holt of Exodus, uh, which in the news they are going back into the studio. They're going to be putting out a new album later on. Um, but Gary hope says, uh, he goes, so Live Nation has decided. Life has been hard on them. So now they're going to pay artists 20% less, only pay 25% when the promoter cancels, versus the usual 100%. But if you cancel, they want double your guarantee back and 30% of your merch to go with it. This could be the final nail in the rock and metal coffin. That that lost 20% now comes out of the band's merch, which they take a bigger cut of. Satan forbid you have to cancel a show due to illness. Swipe to see how much these people made last year and see if your heart bleeds for their lost revenue. Uh, Saw this posted by atropflin after reading it on Loudwire, so I thought I'd check their finances. Lame. Uh, Again, those finances were the numbers that were... (laughs) That was before the... You can't... Yes, you can judge them by those numbers, but the Saudi investors are the ones that judge them by those numbers, and they're the ones that aren't getting the return on the investment, and that's why we're hitting this. So it's interesting. Yeah, you can look at those numbers, but those numbers are pre-COVID-19. Like, as an investor, they're looking for future numbers. I'm not saying it's right, but you got to get that little bit of perspective, that business standpoint. Um, <clears throat> the problem with this is that so, the guy from that wrote the article for Metal Injection, uh, Rob Pasbani, uh, he says ultimately it seems like these are the breaks for now until things hopefully get back to normal. But perhaps they won't ever be in normal. And this is, in fact, the new norm. We'll only know once shows start up again. And from, again, my business perspective, I can tell you that whenever there's some sort of crisis or some sort of this or that that prevents business from. Flourishing, they make these cuts. I mean, McDonald's. I want to say in 2003, 2004, they switched from from two pieces of cheese on their milk and cheeseburger um, to half a slice of cheese on top and half in the bottom. And they actually reported increased revenue of like 65 million dollars per day or month or something, just because all they really did was just cut the cheese. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, they cut the cheese, but yeah, they just cut the cheese, and, and you know, then the, the next year, they're like, well, we gotta make money, but people aren't buying McDonald's, like, they're buying, people are buying McDonald's less, what can we do? They created the McDouble, the McDouble is the double cheeseburger, but with half a slice of cheese instead of the two halves to make it a double cheeseburger, and they sold it for, like, a dollar, but then raised the double cheeseburger like two dollars so it's like well I want that extra cheese you spend more on the double cheeseburger so ultimately the customers were the ones that get fucked and in this case um, it's the smaller bands the smaller bands are the ones that get fucked because they're not gonna cancel a Black Sabbath they're not gonna treat Black Sabbath doing another reunion tour over this they're not gonna do it to the Rolling Stones they're not gonna do it to a a big act like Lady Gaga. They're going to do it to the smaller dudes, you know? Your your Demons of Wizards, your Ice Thirst, your fucking Kill Switch Engages. Like, like the main festival draws aren't going to be... Those headliners aren't going to be as affected as these smaller dudes. And in a time where it's getting harder and harder to be a metal musician and a rock musician because there's not as much money in it, there's just the love of it and the performance of it, being penalized for situations under your control is not gonna help. Like, people are not gonna want to be. <laughs> We're seeing it now in this world where we have less doctors on hand during a pandemic. You see it, they made it hard to go to medical school. You know, like, people aren't gonna wanna go into that business if you make it hard for them to make a living. That's simple economics. You wanna talk about boosting the economy? make it easy for people to go into business and create industry. You know, there's the bands that get fucked, but there's also the merch people, the roadies. There's the vendors, you know, the vendors of, uh, of different things, whether it's food, concessions, you know, sometimes they're outsourced to a different group, not with the venue, sometimes they are. You know, all those people like you're affecting Live Nation doing this is a uh, it's a hit to a lot of people, and ultimately they don't care. You know, you talk about President Trump goes, yeah, we're bringing work to America, less outsourcing, but it's like Live Nation was just bought by a Saudi interest, and nobody gets it, and it's fucking with it's fucking with my good times for one (laughs) like if i want to be selfish and narcissistic about it because you know that's what trump understands it's fucking with my good times but it is a american industry the performance industry (laughs) live performances like we're talking about how we're going to get back you know they're talking about drive-in theaters and drive-in concerts and you know and it's like Are we going to have to just keep watching Code Orange on Twitch every time we want to see Code Orange live? You know, I don't have these answers. If I did, I wouldn't be talking in this podcast. I'd be making shit work. But what I can tell you is that Live Nation is going to hold these statutes and standards of business and conduct well beyond the pandemic time. This is going to be their way of making money if people don't spend on it. Now, one answer I can think of is support your local independent venue. Look which one it is, look which fans. I know right now going to concerts is hard, but if there's a way that you feel safe to go to a concert and enjoy a live show, do it. I'm not going to say stay home and, and not, because it is the job of us younger people to kind of keep the economy going. <laughs> the older people are more at risk, and, you know, I don't know the data on it. I mean, I have a, a good, uh, you know, I got a good sense of it. I know I'm not going to take any unnecessary risk just because I'm in a certain age group, because guess I'm also in another demographic. I'm a flat fuck. So I'm not going to, you know, say I'm not going to go lick a toilet or anything, but I'm going to take calculated risk management and make sure I can do all the things I like to do without getting sick while spending money. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I know I've, I've ranted a lot. Um, if you have questions, hit me up at FractionOfForever at gmail.com, um, yeah, subscribe and, and get updates. We'll, um, I'll have the iTunes link or description link soon. Um, Yeah. I was doing Heavy Metal minutes, and this one took longer. Thank you for joining me for this time even though even if it's just a fraction of